Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Time to talk books now with our esteemed reviewer, Cara Martin. If an Old Testament scholar can admit there are difficult parts of Scripture to understand, we need not worry. How comforting. Tonight's book is called The God I Don't Understand by Christopher Wright. And I suspect this is going to be a really helpful discussion for lots of us. Cara, welcome back. Greetings. This is very interesting. (laughs) Uh, People with Christian faith are often told to have faith and just believe, but this book really confirms that it's okay to have doubts. That's right. And I think, um, unfortunately, the way a lot of writers write, they write as if there's only one thing that you can believe. There's no room for doubt. There's no room for mystery. There's no room for limits in human understanding. But instinctively, we know that that's not true. Totally. Mm. So we might struggle to understand scripture, but it doesn't stop us from knowing and trusting God if we have those doubts. I think that's the really good distinction that Christopher Wright makes in this book. Okay, you don't understand everything, but that doesn't remove the fact that you can still know God intimately. Um, In fact, it shouldn't surprise us that there are some things we can't understand because, as it says actually in the Bible itself, God's so much bigger and better and more amazing than us. Yeah, Why hands, do up we... <laughs> the, hands up the person who gets God. Yeah, <laughs> Totally. Right. Yes. Why are we surprised? There are some <laughs> things where our, our brains are just not big enough to comprehend, yeah. you know. I find that mm. a very confronting thought, Carl. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyhow, for you. <laughs> this guy, Christopher Wright, looks at four areas of great contention, not just for atheists, but also for people with Christian faith. Run us through these four areas. Okay, well, the first one in lots of ways is what you've just been talking exactly, about. Exactly. It, it yes. leads in perfectly. Yeah. Um, it's the problem of evil and suffering. And I think Paul probably covered that really well. Um, Wright argues that you've got to hold three th- truths in tension that evil is utterly evil, that God is utterly good, and that God is also sovereign. Uh, sovereign. And um, the really neat point he makes is that all those three things meet at the cross of Christ. Yes, Jesus do. defeated evil yep. at the cross. Um, and he also points to the time after this life, just like Paul was speaking about, where there will be no more death, pain, sin, impurity, darkness, strife, curses. So, yeah, that's the good news that's still coming. Yeah. The second problem he talks about is violence in the Old Testament, and especially I think um, Dawkins and others have really pointed to this as a, a sign that um, the Bible isn't real and that God is uh, just strange. But he uh, he makes a, a series of points that sort of helps set the context for that. One of those things is that um, the Old Testament is actually set in violent times. In fact, we're a bit out of touch, but there's still a lot of violence in our world. Yes. Um, and, and the, in that region especially. Oh, yeah. And the conquest of Canaan was a unique and limited event. Um, God is so- sovereign and just. And the thing we sometimes forget is that Canaanite culture was actually really evil. Yes. There was temple prostitution. There was child sacrifice. There were some terrible things going on. Um, and the other point he makes is that that same sort of justice was applied to Israel as well. Um The third thing he addresses, and this might sound a sort of weird thing to not understand, but he points to the cross. But if you think about it, the cross is sort of 
hard to understand in some ways. It's very confronting. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, so he talks about balancing God's anger and God's love, and that happens at the cross. Um, and he talks about all the different things that the cross does that helps us understand it a bit better. These ideas of coming home, receiving mercy, being redeemed, receiving forgiveness, being reconciled, being justified, being cleansed, opportunity for new life. They're beautiful images and concepts that come out of that. And the the last thing he deals with is the end times. There's so much... He talks about cranks and controversies <laughs> and he talks about all the issues that come up when you talk about death, the intermediate state, the return of Christ, resurrection of the dead, day of judgment, heaven and hell. They're all very contentious things and he goes through them. Hmm. And he admits in the book that there are things he doesn't understand. What are some of those things? I mean, this is a pretty elite <laughs> biblical scholar. Yeah, well, he says some things you you just cannot make sense of. And actually, we sometimes trivialize people's pain if we try and make sense of things like suffering and things like that. Yes. Um, he says it's actually much better just to say, I don't understand. Um, and sometimes that can be the most compassionate response to people. He also says some things are morally disturbing, um, some things that we read in the Bible, and we don't have all the answers about that. Um, he says some things are just confusing <laughs> or hard to grasp, and maybe there are some things we'll understand over time and some things we'll just have to wait for. Um, and he says some of the end time stuff, there is just so much conjecture about um, and so much, uh, so many theories. Uh, he says all you can do is read and pray and take it to God and then say, well, we we, we, we may just have to wait to find out. I find mm. it quite refreshing that we've got a Christian leader there who's who's open to saying, you know what, I don't know everything, <laughs> which is a bit of a no-brainer. Um, it's not just that we don't understand some things, though. There are also a lot of people in the Bible who wrestled with these concepts and God. That's right. And right points um, to, to those. And I think it's, it's really good to be reminded that Abraham questioned God. Sarah mocked God's ability to be able to, for her to be able to have children. Moses questioned God several times. Elijah could not understand why God would save life only to destroy it. And Job's whole book is a question to God. Yep. We, we know that Jeremiah couldn't understand the very words he was being asked to speak. And the Psalms are full of anguished questions. And yet in some ways, those are some of the most encouraging parts of the Bible when you are struggling yourself. So what's he mm. say we can do to ensure we take the most we can from the Bible? Well, he concludes that there are two things um, that we must remember right now. First of all, because so much of his focus has been on what is to come, the new heaven and the new earth, he says that what we have to make sure is that we act now, our behavior now uh, must have those same standards of what is to come. So we must act against evil and violence. We must try and bring peace and ease suffering. And secondly, he says all that we do now actually counts, um, that everything um, that we do will be tested by God um, and redeemed it's not going to be obliterated and forgotten. So what we do now actually matters, and I find that a very encouraging thing, that yes. that we can actually be active now for the world to come. Yeah. Mm. So the book is The God I Don't Understand by Christopher Wright. Cara, as always, thank you so much. <laughs> very you. enlightening. Across Australia, this is Open House. We hope you enjoy this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.